0: Folks, this is an emergency reaction pod. Michigan State, 37. Jesus, whatever. Fuck it. Michigan State, 37. Michigan, 33. Michigan blew a 16 point lead. You really hate to see it. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third star of the day. We had all these motherfuckers saying for two weeks plus, I mean, basically the whole season, that uh, Blake has, or whatever, Blake Corman, yeah. um, Blake and Haskins, sure, Blake, Blake Corman, Dwayne, Hassan, Hassan, Hassan Haskins. Boy, I am all over the place right now. Um, <laughs> a day. I called him Dwayne Haskins. Uh, sorry, Hassan, if you ever listen. Um, our,
1: brain, our, our brains are scrambled yeah, right now, I'm, man. I,
0: ugh, I'm just like, well, I'm gone, but um, we, we mount a comeback. It started late in the third quarter, um, made it 30 to 22, and then we basically solidified ourselves after, I think in the last 20 minutes, once you say.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so I was here at home watching like poverty because my wife wouldn't let me go. <laughs> and honestly, once halftime hit, I was probably 6 or 7 jello shots in and I wasn't feeling the effects of a potential loss. <laughs> I was trying to think of, you know, just how far the team's come this year and that this shouldn't be what defines it all. But now I'm completely fucking okay with it defining it all. I saw Ryan Osborne try to do the Paul Bunyan stance. <laughs> like what was the first quarter and nothing nothing will be funnier than that. that <laughs> did guy, he really? He did. He, <laughs> he posed like Paul Bunyan. I think it was after the second pick. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> and it's going to be the greatest meme of all time. The dude's an entire meme, but just fuck Ryan Osborne. That's all. That might be the only contribution I have today. In, in case you couldn't figure
0: it out folks, I have Carter and uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lewis Johnson sponge, Brendan reporting not, for duty. Joining me. I, I just got home maybe 20 minutes ago. Um. Long drive, but fuck, it was worth it. Uh, it wasn't looking worth it for a little bit, but um, Carter, what what do you, what is your instant reaction? Like you were there in the student section, that place. I mean, from my the, the gif of Sting from the rafters, yeah, it looked electric. I mean, oh, it was. What was it? What was it like for you? Like just just go on, just go on. Oh, that. we were
1: oh we were losing our minds. I have never seen student section like that ever, and I'm so happy that we had big time recruits watching. You know, I saw tweets and stuff that said they were just ha- they were hanging with the student section, having a good time with them. That was that was unlike anything I've ever seen before, experienced before. I have no voice. I was screaming the whole time. Uh, I, that was probably the greatest college football game I've ever been to. I I am so happy they pulled this off. I it was so hard for me to register. This, you know, this Michigan State team, like having this identity, because the last couple of years under D'Antonio, there was no shot they would make that comeback. Like the the the, the overhaul in the second year, we were projected to win four and a half games, and we're at eight, and we have not lost. <laughs> we're about I'm to running double, out of things to say.
0: We're about to double the Vegas over uh, or over wins total,
1: or projected
0: wins total. I mean, right now, um. Our our goals are clearly in front of us and in our control, and that's something we haven't been able to say about this team since 2015. Um, I mean, shit, that was that was an incredible year, but man, this feels special. It feels like we've skipped a year or two of the Mel Tucker project, and we've like just went warp speed into year four or
2: five. It, like, and really, it's year one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really year one. And like you said, it feels like year four or five. And a lot of that people are going to try to discredit with transfer portal portal acquisitions and stuff like that. But I mean, that's all Mel Tucker. That's all the staff recruiting and making it happen so quick, especially in a COVID year when kids couldn't visit Mm -hmm. um, or even as often as they would have hoped to have kids on campus. And I remember a lot of fans were really critical of Mel and his inability to pull off some of these recruits, especially like even Andrew Anthony, who's in your yard, which hats off to him. Hell of a game. That was insane. He had me in the torture chamber for the entire first half. But I mean, just losing a kid like that, it started to make you feel like the recruiting was never going to take off. And we've always had the mantra of like, the stars don't matter because under D'Antonio for a lot of time, the stars didn't matter. We were taking three stars and making them Le'Veon Bell. We were taking Connor Cook and having him go undefeated against Michigan, no matter who they brought in at quarterback or who they had to coach. So to lose guys felt like we were right back in that, and it was never going to change. But like Carter said earlier, man, with these kids there, like a certain certain left tackle uh, in attendance today, um, that's huge. Um, even had we lost, I feel like the atmosphere of just coming back, um, was enough to solidify, like no matter how bad it looks for this team, it's just looking forward to next drive. The defense was, was bad. The defense (laughs) was really suspect at times. And I didn't have much confidence in them throughout. And that's going to have to get fixed up because November 20th is going to be hell. If it doesn't get fixed up.
0: Yeah. We're, we're that might be a game where I'll watch, but I'm not going to like,
2: no, and I can I,
0: emotionally check myself out and I'll be like, Hey, like if this is
2: close in the fourth quarter, I'll, I'm going to like get invested, but I'm going to. fact, gonna Lucas, the fact that it's October 30th and we're emotionally invested in Michigan state football is all you need to know about how this season has gone compared to what it should have been.
0: It feels good.
2: It feels good to be back in this. Yeah. Feeling. I mean, a year ago it was funny to beat them, but today it, it was supposed to happen. A year ago is just a meme, but today, like that that was for real. And well, what what I
0: so okay, I'm just gonna tell my tale of the game. Um, <laughs> I was up, you know, way up high in section one twenty-six. If you're ever at a game, come see me. I'm at an NC
2: climbing that high to see you
0: <laughs> like <laughs> <out> <laughs> Everest. <laughs> and uh, you know it. I, I get to my seat, and I think there was two, there were two MSU fans right next to me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, like, all in front of me were Michigan fans and, like, two sets of dads with their teenage kids. And the two right in front of me were fine. Back to the,
1: are- Bustard packing them.
0: Yeah. We- <laughs> well, like, uh, I was quiet because I'm like, you know what, I don't want to – I'm 34. I don't need to get into a fight with anyone, especially like if a little teenager is talking shit. But like the kid to the right, to like my immediate right, when Andrew Anthony scored that bomb touchdown pass, like he just went like this to my face, like right in my face. What's up, man?
2: And I just <laughs> said to him, look, I Don't want to. Oh my gosh, this is not what this is what we're not doing today, kid. This
0: is (laughs) no, I I was like, Look, look, buddy, you can celebrate your team. I am all for that. I will never tell you not to, but if you get in my face again, I'm gonna have to talk to your dad. That made him so embarrassing, (laughs) like, because I was just like, Look, I'm not having this tonight.
2: I will say that was me. I'm not kidding. I was sitting next to Davis and G at the Nebraska game, and I might have made an 80 year old man's night just a living hell like once Reed got the punt return touchdown I was pretty rude to that guy so if he ever hears this I mean I'm sorry I was very intoxicated that I, I wasn't me uh yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's why I'm officially banned by my wife from campus <laughs> Um.
0: and so like the game went on and you know I'm just sitting there quiet like you know and then when it was like 30 to 22, you kind of get that feeling. Like, like I said in the chat, like, don't give me hope. Like, do not do this to me. Like if you, if Michigan scores like 37, I'm out. Like I was going to leave. Like, I'm not going to see Paul Bunyan be given to them. And then like, they just, the defense, well, they, they broke a couple of times, but like they bent, but didn't break when they had to. I mean, and, holding the
2: field goals was probably best case scenario like that was that had to have been the game plan make moody kick he's gonna make him. yeah give up three give up three and let the offense cook and thank god
0: and and, um like we you know when when we got the comeback when we were up 37 33 i just was like screaming oh my god oh my god and then when when michigan was running down the field you know with like what a minute left i'm like oh fuck here we go
2: when they call Russ a passer, I, oh, I, don't I was oh no. Yeah, I was like, uh oh. Yep.
0: When when I saw that flag, I'm like, oh no. And yeah. yeah, but I mean, um, who was it? Who had the who had the pick? Was it Kimbrough? Chuck no, Brantley. Chuck Brantley.
1: Brantley.
0: Okay, yeah. Brantley has some
1: ball awesome skills.
0: Awesome interception. Chuck Brantley knows ball. Yeah. It was one-handed. has <laughs> yeah, one-handed grab and Right when we thought, okay, Michigan might run down the field and win this game to end it. But um and I gotta give credit to the student section for the fuck Jim Harbaugh chant, like right at the very end. Like that was Did that happened?
1: Oh yeah, a couple times. They were doing it like after every single drive. <laughs> <laughs> and the I wasn't because because what I do is I always say Michigan fans love Jim Harbaugh, hashtag extend Jim Harbaugh, which <laughs> is worse. Because
2: um, my friend's a Michigan fan and he agrees. <laughs> With them doing that, so we need to address that for a second, too. I don't think this game, I mean it's it's bad. This is a real stain. This is so much worse, probably than trouble with the snap from 2015 being year one without your guys. Yeah. I would say this is a worse loss for Harbaugh this than is that. These guys, these are this is year seven of your Lord and Savior, but I still don't think it depending on how the rest of the season plays out. This is not ground. I see a lot of fire Harbaugh tweets being launched as a reactionary uh, this isn't the time you're seven and one after last year. You, this, had we been seven and one, had you told us we would be seven and one after eight games, we would have laughed and said, okay,
0: I would have said time. in a heartbeat. heartbeat. Exactly.
2: We would have taken, taken it no matter who the seven were and who the one was. Yeah. And they would have too. The, it's just all reactionary. This isn't the time to get rid of them. Um, they seem to be putting something together, especially with the new defensive coordinator. Um, Gaddis still seems suspect at times. Um, with I think like, he called a good game. Today he called so probably too. the best game he's called yet. I mean, he, he really let up against Nebraska. I want that game a couple weeks ago. I was like, he, they let up big time. And today it felt like they kept their foot on the gas. And then we just, I, I'm okay with saying we got lucky. We lucked our way into Blake Corum fumble. We, and there's no shame in that. I wouldn't
0: say. Yeah. I mean, luck. Sure, yeah, he dropped that ball. But like, we we came up with the plays when it was winning time. Yeah, and, and it was the fourth quarter, and six. it was time to win. And we were like, okay, we're we're gonna take this win from you. And we're this Jameis Winston uh, couches boy says we're gonna eat that W
2: W. And that's why it's a sixty minute game. Yeah. And that's why the Atlanta Falcons aren't Super Bowl champions.
1: Oh, that's very true. It's not oh a. Uh, well, how much was it? You could say
0: the Rams too.
1: It's not yeah. a forty. It's not a forty-three minute game. It's a sixteen minute game.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk the the big stat line that I'm looking at right now. Um, hmm, I thought I thought in this game that we were told that Hassan Haskins and Blake Corn were better. Um, um, they combined, they combined for 27 carries and 104 yards. Huh? Well, what did Kenneth Walker do? Oh, just 23 carries for 197 yards. As LeBron James said, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdowns, including a 58 yard. He had a 58 yarder, right?
1: Was that something like that? I don't
0: know. Is that the touchdown run? I don't know. I'll have to look. Um, I don't know. And he, he also caught a couple balls. I mean, he stumbled. He, there were a couple where like, he slipped and he just couldn't make the make the full-on play um, for 11 yards. So he had 208 all-purpose yards. And, like, for the whole narrative going in this game that two were better than one, I guarantee you he read and listened to all that shit. Because early on they were, they were tackling him. But, like, Jay Johnson, I'm going to give him credit, he called plays where Kenneth could – Kind of do Le'Veon Bell stuff like he could kind of see the backfield, see where the line was moving, see what was gonna happen, and make those fuckers miss. He make them miss so much. And it
2: was it was 58 yards.
0: Yeah, it was a 58 wow. yard.
2: Thank you. It, and my favorite receipt I'd like to pull is um a reply to Fox College football about who would you rather have between the duo of Haskins it, and please, please tell me it's plot. No, it's um mumps zero eight. Oh said, what happens when Haskins and Corum both run for more yards than Walker this Saturday? Um <laughs> and I'm just waiting on the answer to that question curb, because that's a brutal receipt to pull. I mean, I didn't as a duo, I actually thought they would outrun Walker. I thought we were gonna have to keep it in Thorns arm. Right. I thought if we were gonna win, we were in the Don Thomas home run play, um, but I'm really happy to see us put together drives. It's refreshing. It's yeah. infuriating because we know what the team's capable of. <laughs> um, I pray to God that Jalen Naylor's okay.
0: Um, Ooh, yeah. I think he's going to be out a while. He might be out the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, it's but with him going out, we had some guys step up that wasn't that weren't just Jaden Reed. We had Walker catching passes, which he would coming into the game, what was it, four or five total? Yeah, like four. Yeah, Yeah. we just were able to spread the ball and kind of see what the team's really made of when down a man. And it was nice to see that no matter who came in, I mean, shout out, they didn't make huge plays, but they came in when when we needed them. Jordan Simmons and Harold Joyner both took meaningful snaps today. Um, I feel like Walker might have been slightly – Bumped during the game because he it felt like he was missing reps that he was supposed to have.
0: Yeah, when Simmons was in for for a drive,
2: I'm like, where is Kenneth? Like, I was looking for him. And our abysmal O-line play was still to show today. But Hunt was actually pretty good in the pass blocking game. Um, We didn't target him often at all. Like, I really thought we were going to rely on some tight end screens today. But just, we needed some pass blocking. Um, every time we tried that play action rollout with Thorne, I felt like Aiden Hutchinson knew exactly what was coming, when it was coming every single time. Um, but everyone stepped up at their own position. I'd love to see the O-line actually perform. I'm done with the rotation. I'm done oh with God. playing yeah. 10 guys in rotation. That almost cost us the game. I, as I say, I think Carter would like to speak on that a little bit. Oh, I said it. I think it was like thirty to fourteen, and I noticed it was like a,
1: a platoon swap of the offensive line, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose the game because you want to fuck rotate the offensive lines." And it's like, it's uh.
2: nobody's <laughs> practicing enough and getting enough game time by switching it out that often. Nobody's right. getting enough reps to get better, in my opinion. That and doesn't everyone, give you. Exa- that, it doesn't give you cohesion as yeah. an offense, because mm-hmm. you're you get used to a certain person on your blind side if you're Thor. So you don't look that way, and then you have the rotation flip for the offensive line, and all of a sudden you have this breakdown behind you, and that's when they get a strip sack. That's when they strip sack him, and luckily we bounced back on that ball, which ironically enough went for a punt, and then I believe on that ensuing drive it's the quorum fumble, so all worked out, but... I mean, the rotating the offensive line, I think, is keeping Thorne a little bit in hell back there because he didn't. You never really know what's coming. You know what's coming at you, but you never know what kind of little bit of protection you're getting. Um, the offensive line, I would love to see you get a little way get away with a little more holding. I feel like that was called often today. It's
0: it um, seemed like when when Hutchinson couldn't get to him, sometimes exactly. the refs were like, "Oh."
2: He got held then for sure. Exactly. If, if he couldn't get through there, something illegal happened, yeah. which I, I understand the reputation calls. I get it. Um, but I don't love it. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it. Um, but I, like I said, it was just nice to see everybody step up despite Naylor getting hurt. When he went out, I really felt like our ability to throw the ball was going to be hindered horribly. And really it just opened the door for a little more running and they, they just had no answers for Kenneth Walker.
1: Thorn Thorn didn't miss a beat when Naylor went out. I don't think he did. He had that rough quarter where he had a ball batted and it was intercepted. He threw that. threw the shot. Maybe he didn't see the safety on his. It was first a bad throw.
0: Or, I was very. I don't think
1: it was bad. I was like, why? I was like, I don't like this. This is not the right decision. Then he got picked. But after that, like, I think he played a really good game. I think he played a smart, sound, solid game. And, you know, as you said, he was hitting like Montori Foster, Trey Mosley. We were down by two scores and we scored two touchdowns and converted both those plays. Hold on. The Jaden Reed Moss, I was I
2: I felt like such a dumbass because as they were lining up, I said, don't throw a fade. I don't care if it's to read. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like, well, that's why Jay Johnson gets paid. And I don't, I would have kicked the extra point, despite having a midget leprechaun kicker who probably would have missed. <laughs> I I probably would have just kicked the extra point at that stage, made it a one point game to play it safe. Um, but that's why I'm not, that's why I'm on Twitter tweeting things like this game is over while we're down 16 and not up in the press box. I just had
0: this weird feeling the whole game. I'm like, you know, this doesn't feel over. Like it, yeah. It, didn't it was never
2: good. supposed to go like that.
0: No, and I felt more nervous for Indiana going in the game. But then it was 30 to 14. I'm like, oh shit, we might be fucked. But like, look, I, I love Antonio, and I'm critical of the way he ended. Um, I think even a primed Antonio team loses this game if they're if they're down if they're up if they're down 30 to 14. I don't know. Well. I'll exclude Connor Cook but because he he let the Baylor come back, so nothing's out of the realm for him. But, like, I don't know if Kirk Cousins could have done that. Or I I mean, it sounds like I'm just shit-talking Antonio, but it just made me think, like, that's the type of game where he would just, like, call run plays or, like, not be risky and go, okay, we're just going to take the L and move on.
2: Okay, a prime D'Antonio team doesn't have Kenneth Walker either, though. Like, a prime D'Antonio team doesn't hit the portal and bring these guys in that give us a chance to win. We, we don't have any – we probably roll out there with Rocky Lombardi starting today. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, a prime D'Antonio team. Mel Tucker just hit the portal in a way that nobody could have really imagined just after seeing D'Antonio's operation. It's such a nice change of pace. It's welcome. I'll, I'll always love Coach D for what he did. Um, I'll always kind of loathe him for the way he left us, um, Understandable, yes. but I'm glad he did. Cause had he held on longer, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So I'm glad he got his payday and he skipped. I'm glad he's still involved um, and cares, but M- Mel Tucker, I'm ready to say, I, I think Mel Tucker is going to do more than D'Antonio did with this program. It's, it's hard to say because D'Antonio obviously took us to the playoff and didn't have the expectations. Um, he came in and we weren't supposed to become what we became. And yeah. It's what I always say with Kirk cousins and Connor cook cousins started us, but cook really took us off. I feel like we're seeing that same transition where D'Antonio was cousins and Tucker is cook and he's going to launch us somewhere else, especially just with his recruiting ties throughout the country. I mean, we're not limited to just the Midwest. Thank God. Um I think this is going to be for years really really good and he's not leaving. Not yet. Not, no. Nope. It'd be a really bad look anyways to have a third team in in 4 years but he he's not going anywhere.
0: No. Um this this game I mean it could have gone better obviously yes but like the way we came back I mean there's definitely some I'm not going to say any, I don't like to bash players, unless you're named Brandon Sowards. Um, I, I do not like to bash kids who sacrifice their bodies and their minds for the sport for just for us to just clap and go, uh, yay, yay, touchdown. Um, but there are, um, let's say, opportunities for playing time. If you're one of these incoming recruits, like especially if you're some of the big boys that were there today, you could see where there's a chance to dethrone someone who's been starting. I mean, Carter, am I wrong?
1: No, you're absolutely right. It it, it was a bad thought that I had during the game, but, like, I thought Michigan was just walking us down the field, and I was thinking, I was like, what defensive players are getting processed? Because, like, I I know it's the scheme, and I know that we don't have the athletes to be able to stick with guys down the field. we got to keep everything in front of us. But, like, it's just it's not working. I don't think it's working. I mean, it's working to an extent that you can win, but, like, an Ohio State will beat that. A Michigan almost beat that. Like, we got a couple lucky breaks, I think. But, yeah, I, I I, imagine Mel hits the portal, again, pretty hard. He'll probably go after some more defensive backs, I think.
0: Who um, knows what's going to happen with Clemson.
1: I mean, they could uh, get rid of some issues. That's, that's true. I would take those guys at our level.
0: I just want to say I will give credit to Andrew Anthony who just oh my goodness cooked us. And uh, here's a fun fact: this was his first game of the year to have a catch.
1: Mm-hmm. They 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 definitely worked that in though. They definitely were like, yeah, we're gonna let you, we're gonna let you do it. We're gonna put you on the field. We're gonna throw you the ball a couple of times against the team that you you know have lived around and has been in your backyard your whole life. You're yeah. here now at Michigan, so we're gonna let you. We're going to let you cook him. And he did. He absolutely did. The, he took a shallow crosser for, what, 93 yards? Yeah, I thought, I think, okay, well,
0: he's going to get to the 40 or 50, but, like, nope. And he, he took
1: it um, took. Yeah, that deflated the student section, I'll be honest. That took the, that took the air out of him. And then he mossed somebody, I think. He had, like, like 150 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. 155 and two
0: scores, six catches. Well, the 93-yarder makes it an average of 26, yeah. but he still did it. Um, the guy I was impressed with in Michigan that I would love to have on our team is Eric All. Yeah. That dude made plays when it mattered. He made so many goddamn third downs. I was just like, it, watching, you know, guys, that you're just like, shit, this would be nice to have on our
2: team. Well, watching our linebackers in coverage is pretty infuriating. Um, this game was, was bad.
0: I don't know why, but it was bad.
2: It was obvious where they were going every time they went to all. It was actually like incredibly obvious. I mean, it's easy for me to say watching at home through a screen, but it felt like the same formation every time. It felt like the same route every time, just a quick middle of the field. Yep. Right over the middle of the field where no one was going to be. And then um, on their last drive where they got the turnover on downs. So not their final drive, but the one before <laughs> that. And then we ended up punting to where they threw the pick. Um, they went deep. <laughs> And we had a linebacker in coverage on a receiver down the field. And that was the deep ball. Um, Our game plan obviously was make Cade throw. And obviously Cade, win, win. And he threw. He really threw. Um, But I will hold under the belief that that was the best possible game plan. Still, if you could go back, you let him throw. Right. uh, Because... Even though he was torching us, we didn't let Haskins and Corum do enough to really deflate us and put long drives together where the ball was being ran. And it was just ground and pound, smash mouth, just kind of um, bringing us down the entire way. Um, Just disappointing defensive stances for the the D line. And if you're going to get beat over the top, that's okay. Um, But just don't let them have both. So we took away the running game, gave them the passing game, and it wasn't enough to win. We, I would say, were on the other side of things where we didn't have much of the passing game as much as we wanted to, but we had the running game and it was enough to win. And I think that is what separates Kenneth Walker from just about anyone else right now in the Heisman talks, is he was enough to win an in-state rivalry game. In the other team's quarterback throwing for almost 400 was not.
0: Yeah, I was I was very nervous because I was on here saying, "Oh, I think uh, if we make K throw, we're going to win easily." Yeah, I think that <laughs> was everyone's
1: game.
2: <laughs> and I'll I get said credit. Do yes. go ahead, Carter. Oh, go ahead. I said
1: at one point, I was like, "It's Jake Coker all over again." Oh yeah, that was that was the thought process I was having. <laughs>
2: And I'll give credit where it's due. Um, Cade played, he balled out. He had a really good, he, he really like, I'm not going to say much about him anymore. Like negative. I had a lot to say all year with his total of five touchdowns coming into this game. Um, but yeah, he definitely humbled me a little bit as a fan watching he, he showed up. I I'm really impressed.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus! I mean, I'm just, I'm just so flabbergasted with how well Kenneth Walker played. Like, I knew he'd bring it, but like, <laughs> he carried the team. And I mean, it's we're never going to forget that. And like, I think who said it? That I think Dylan at the at the end of the tailgate when we were all leaving, getting ready to go. His odds before the game to win the Heisman were plus sixteen hundred. Now they're like five or four hundred, depending on where you bet.
1: I don't see any way he's not the favorite. I really don't. Like, I know I'm coming from. Well, we know, got the Russell Wilson plug, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming from, you know, obviously I'm coming from a biased standpoint, but, like, I I just don't see any way how he's not.
2: Did you guys visit the pregame shows? No. I, I walked
1: around, but it was, like, an hour before they had started.
2: Also, before the game, he got the Reggie Bush plug Ooh. on TV. He got some Reggie Bush love. Um, they were doing some Heisman favorites and Reggie Bush was talking about big time. And I know he has to because he's on campus, and he'd probably have mustard packets thrown at him if he didn't. But yeah, Reggie Bush gave him some love. Russell Wilson gave him some love. Um everyone said after I saw a lot of you love. Yeah, me included about after the Indiana game, where I was like, Okay, Heisman hopes are are dead. They're gone especially if the Michigan game doesn't go well. Any completely reverse course on me and I'm a full believer in K9 for Heisman again.
0: Yeah. Which is incredible. We got to ride the train until it's truly done. Like We got to ride it because I mean 11 and 1 is on the table. It is. Entirely. And I mean I predicted 9 was- and 3 and I'm okay with that still because this game went okay. Like I'm I'm not going to be thrilled because it means we lost to Maryland or Purdue, it's like, bleh, whatever. But I think 10 and two is the bare minimum we should shoot for right now.
2: I'm terrified of next week. Yeah. I'm it, already terrified of going into Purdue on the road after this type of emotional victory and just coming up flat.
1: Yeah. I was thinking this. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I don't, I hope they're not riding too high.
2: I mean, they
0: might, they might be a little rusty to start the game, but I mean, Purdue isn't a world beater and we, it's kind of proven that because yeah, they beat Iowa. They beat the shit out of them. Can't oh. take that away from, them. but look at how, did I wind up losing pretty bad today? I know they were down. um I don't, Oh shit. They lost by 20. 27, seven. Yeah. So yeah, that, that when, you know, Wisconsin kicked their ass. So it's like, you know what? What is that Purdue win? But I mean, I'm not going to take that away from from Purdue. But um it makes you wonder what next week's going to be like because Coach D was almost always really good after the Michigan game. Like there was some crazy stat for there was some stat that he was almost always undefeated after the the week after the Michigan game. Do you so, think?
1: Huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do we crack
2: the top four? No, I say five. five. Uh, yeah, I think five is the ceiling right now. I think
0: it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati. Ohio State, and um,
2: Oklahoma
1: probably. Oklahoma,
0: still. because Oklahoma Cincinnati. is back on track today. You Cin- know We're going to jump Cincinnati. I fully believe that. Really, Cincinnati does not look great. Like they, they're they're a great team, but. I could honestly see them being thirteen and zero and being left out. I really could, because I don't. With all the money that Alabama brings, if they're eleven and one, or no, they would beat Georgia, so they'd be twelve and one. You'd have a twelve and one Georgia team. I think the SEC money's too fat to turn to turn away. You would have the Big Ten champion. I mean, I don't know if Wake Forest gets put in. I mean, I kind of hope they do because if they get their ass kicked, it might take the heat off of 2015. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just exciting to see these rankings come out. Like, I'm I'm so fucking excited. Um, we can wrap this up right now. Um, I'm gonna go relax and get my voice back. Um, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm gonna have to figure something out. Um, so last last thoughts on the game. Last thoughts on today from everybody. Carter, you're up.
1: The woodshed was not graded. This was not any type of special no. performance from the Michigan fans. It was pretty average. It was rather weak. I think it was
0: like Nebraska level.
1: I was. I was. I was Dame Lillard waving at them when they were when they were leaving. And I said, y'all cannot come back to the deep water. I probably said deep water about 150 times.
0: No one brought the pom-poms in. That blue. by was. <laughs> I saw one lady right next to me, like uh, uh, opposite side of the stairs. She was so pissed at the end when I'm just like, fuck Michigan. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You know, and I kept my mouth shut. She just stared at me, and I'm like, the hell are you looking at? I didn't say anything, but I was just following to go, shut up, bitch. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sponge, what what are your final thoughts? They'll move
1: along. <laughs>
2: um, well, on that note, Carter, my final thoughts, I'll keep them short and sweet. Um, Don Thomas is obese. <laughs> uh, that's that. And we manufactured drives, downfield multiple plays, didn't need the big play, the quick hitter home run, New York Yankee style. Eat a dick, Don. I know you would if it was on the buffet. Suck it. <laughs> That's a dub. Go green. Go sponge. Please, everybody say go sponge. Back to sponge. Go sponge.
0: Final thoughts before we sign off. Fuck Michigan. Eat a dick, Taylor LeJuan. You are a piece of shit human being. Fuck you. If you ever listen to this, you never will. But there's going to be some loony fan who's going to clip it and give it to you. Um, Incredible game. It's the best game I've ever been to. It's the best game I've ever been to. It really has. Yep. Things were the highest I've ever seen. And, and Mel Tucker is incredible. Um, Scotty Hazleton, we got to talk. But um, Jay Johnson, mostly called a really good game. And um, we snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Something we're okay. used to State fans. And with that, we're going to end this pod. Fellas, thanks for joining me. Go green, go white, oh, go sponge. Fun. We're out.